Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests, correspondence, and inquiries for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. You can follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Sayscape, Telegram, USA.life, MeWe, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Linktree, Pure Social, and Gab Social. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. And also, you can go to warren-usa.com or Dana Glenn Smith to listen to the shows there. And don't miss the latest articles by The Watchman. You can find Prophetic Winner of Our Discontent on warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com. We move from the pages of John Steinbeck's acclaimed novel to the words of a Shakespeare play and on to the current events in America, the pages of the 60s revolution to the burning of America and overthrow of the foundations this nation has forged through the fire of the past. The winter of discontent has revealed itself. And on Dana Glenn Smith, don't miss Redemptive Light Shines. The redemptive light shines in this world, and we know darkness cannot comprehend it. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warn Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. The Bitter Arctic Front has pretty much covered a large swath of the United States. Its effects, whether it's directly cold or other side effects, there's a lot of issues in the country today. Yet the real issue we may never see. We're in Abraham Believed. the book of Romans part 7 and last week we talked about the law of faith 
and we're in Romans 4. Now see, Paul spent <clears throat> chapter 3. I'm thinking of Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The Romans road to redemption has been used by many gospel purveyors, you know, giving out the gospel. Verse 1, what shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? Well, you know, Paul does deal with Abraham quite a bit. You get in Galatians. You know, you look back at Abraham, and God did appear to him. Abraham had that relationship. And, of course, he believed God. And that's where Paul is going. For if Abraham were justified by works, he has a whereof to glory, but not before God. But the scripture said, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He believed God. You know, that was a long time ago. You look at our society today, and we are so far removed from the Abrahamic lifestyle. Yet, you know, as people were born and one generation follows another, there's always that aspect where they think, well, you know, we're we're the ones with the, the knowledge and the technology. They didn't even have the word technology, but, you know, they would have thought that they were better suited to handle the pressures of living as opposed to their forefathers. You know, the stuff that I deal with and have been dealing with since the beginning. You know, when the internet first really started catching on, I was there on the internet. One of the first ones that was actually on the internet. And when we began broadcasting, there wasn't hardly anybody broadcasting like we were doing. It was in its infancy. And you think you're, wow, you know, we're doing all this. And, and then as it gains steam, you begin to see the dangers of it. But see, 
you know, the whole issue is, is technology doesn't make you any more moral. <laughs> you know, in Abraham's day, having seven camels as opposed to one doesn't make you any more moral. It might make you, you know, a better figure in the eyes of those around you. Think you're more rich. But it doesn't make you any more moral. Riches only affect us here. Your riches ain't worth a tinker's you-know-what in heaven. Your riches are found today through the Son of God, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. But see, in Abraham's day, he simply believed God, and it was accounted or imputed unto him for righteousness' sake. God accounted him as righteous. Today we believe God and we believe on the work of the cross, on the work on the cross, the atonement, the propitiation, I should say blood atonement that Christ provided. That gives us our righteousness as far as the work of the law is concerned, Christ had to fulfill the law, but you have to believe on him. Then it will be accounted unto you for righteousness' sake. In John 1, it says, He went to his own, and his own received him not. You know, it's like you have a guest come to your home. And you want to talk with them. Well, can you see that today? You know, I mean, it's bitterly cold here. And so you have a guest and you just, well, you're going to have to stand out in the cold. And I'll talk to you through a window. That's not fellowship. No, you bring them in. Sit them down. Get them a cup of coffee, a hot mug of tea or whatever you're doing you know sit down and you fellowship you talk because you're interested what have you been up to you're receiving him into your house him or her you see and when Christ talks about to as many as received him you're bringing him into your life. You're bringing him into who you are. You're making yourself vulnerable to somebody saying, you know, I'm interested. Come here, let's talk. And the more you talk, the more you get interested. Yeah, I believe you. I believe that's who you are. You receive him. You don't stand far off. I've received the Lord. I follow him. I acknowledge him. I don't lie and I don't steal. Now I may be mistaken on some things. May think that, well, you know, I put that cup up over there in the cupboard. Well, it's not there. That didn't mean I lied. That means I was mistaken. In today's world, we have so many perfectionists running around. Well, you can't have that statue. You can't have this statue. Why? Because it's fascist. And all whites are fascist. Trump supporters are fascist. 
Well, these people are known as fools in the Bible. You can't talk to a fool, lest he be wise in his own eyes. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Are you bowing down to the statue? Are you kissing its feet? You know, Israel and a lot of the others got into idol worship that led into debauchery. And they made the idols themselves. It's a shame because Israel, you know, had a history of really seeing the true and living God come down on the mount. Yeah, they fell a long ways. Now, uh, pagan Gentiles, you know, that's who we were before Christ came along. We were just a bunch of freaking pagans, and that's what the Jews seen us at. Goyim. These people are unbelievers. They serve idols. When God overthrew some of those pagan nations and gave it to Israel as part of his promise to Abraham, he was doing so righteously because of the things they did. He had overthrown them. And in the beginning, you know, God told him, he says, the iniquity of these people aren't full yet. It's going to be a while before you can access their land. See, God doesn't throw over people just because. But Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness. That's what you need to know. Believing God didn't begin with the Gentiles and Jesus Christ dying on the cross. It didn't begin with us pagan Gentiles who believed. Now, we utilize that because the gospel going forward just blew through the pagan Gentiles. They had found a way and God touched their hearts and changed them. But see, there was a believing long before that. Joshua and Caleb believed the Lord. When God sent out the ten, uh, you know, the twelve spies, ten of them came back with a bad report, but Joshua and Caleb were ready to go. They believed God. Come on, let's go. I don't care if they are 30 feet tall. God can give us the victory. Come on. Just made them all the matter. They were so mad they were going to do away with Moses and Aaron and Caleb and Joshua and anybody else that stood with them. You brought us out here to kill us, you know. Well, that was the generation that died in the desert for 40 years. They wandered around. Yeah, you want to make God mad? Go ahead. See how that works out for you. You, you don't want to believe in God? Yeah, try that one out. See how far that gets you. It ain't going to work well for you, buddy. Or ma'am. Now verse 4. Now to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. And see this is he's speaking to the Jews here who believe in keeping the law. You know minutely. Now see Paul's the one doing the writing. Okay. He knows what he's talking about. This is a guy that was a Jew of the Jews. A Pharisee of the Pharisee. Keeping the law blameless, he said. I mean, that is something else. Blameless? 
Are you kidding me? And he was the best one at it because he defined himself as a Pharisee of the Pharisee. <laughs> the strictest. I mean, yeah. And then he met Christ and found that his righteousness that he was working for and so proud of as a Pharisee. Because, and at that time, he was going around what we call wasting the church, trying to destroy it. And God knocked him off, literally off his high horse. You should know the story if you're a believer on the road to Damascus. And he knew. He knew. And, and he said later, he says, he even called himself the least of the apostles. You see, he didn't believe them. All along, you know, the Apostle Paul, known as Shaw, you know, he was well known, you know, in the Sanhedrin and by the high priest. The high priest had given him the charge to go after him, the Christians. So if there's anybody that knew... Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. See, we're under grace today. And you better thank the good Lord you are. That grace represents his favor toward you. And if you will believe, God will account it to you for righteousness. And Paul follows that up by saying, but to him that worketh not. So you say you have those that worketh, that's those that are in the law, but there's others that have a law. The Muslims have their own law. There, there's a lot of them that have their own method or way. There's only one way, and there's only one law that's over all, and that's the law of God, our God. Our God and our Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who has sent his only begotten Son, Yahshua, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him. See, that's where the pagans came in. The idolaters. <laughs> and every other. I mean, so when you look at America and you look at it, you say, boy, this is such a pagan country. It is, though. You know, we, we've had a lot of Christianity. It was known as a Judeo-Christian nation. But over the years, we've fallen away. And so we've, you know, we're a bunch of freaking pagans now. Just, you know, doing our own thing. Well, this is fine, you know. God will accept me. And then you've got those who are Christians, they say, and they do things. And frankly, the things that they do they will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. They won't. And see, this is the problem living in a modern society like America. We convince ourselves that God is going to go easy on the law because, after all, we have really fallen and doing things that uh, are not right. But within this country, you know, America's always been seen as lawless, especially during the West, when the Western time was here. 
So here we are. The nations of men and women and children. And we all have a choice. We all have our own ideas. We have different faiths around the world. We dispute with each other. We fight and kill. We fight to survive. We fight to spread our religion. We do a lot of things. But there's only one justice. And that's found in God through Christ. And true justice, true hope, true redemption is through the grace of God via the Son of God. To believe on him, to receive him. The word believe in the Greek, to trust and rely on and cling to him. It's more than just a head knowledge. It's more than just, you know, being a member of a church. It's an experience. People are dying for this faith. There's no other faith on the face of this earth that are known to have the martyrs like Christianity. I challenge you to look at that. And especially today, yes, there are other groups like the Muslim Uggers who, Uggers who are being oppressed by China. But far out scoping any other faith, Christianity is one of sacrifice, not just grace. For Christ said that you have to take up your cross and follow him. And whoever does not take up that cross is not worthy of him. So Paul, but to him that worketh not, who is not being justified by the law, but believes on him, Christ that through him and his work on the cross justifies the ungodly. You know, God will forgive me as I come to him, as I believe on Christ, that his work on the cross cleansed me from unrighteousness. Then that belief is called faith. And faith, according to God's law is counted for righteousness sake just as Abraham that's why by Christians he's looked as father Abraham because he's the father of the faith he's the first one that's mentioned Abraham believed God And Christians weren't always called Christians either, if you look at Acts. They had a lot of names. Of course, today they have a lot of names because those that hate them come up with a nice litany of garbage to call them. And reporting on this every week, we find the same systematic oppression and racism and it's racism because 
it encompasses all races. And the, and the people that hate them use anything they can to go against them. And especially in the various areas like India, who has a caste system. I mean, some of these people are treated worse than dogs. Dogs have a higher standard before them. And it's that way in North Korea, too. And in China, they're, they're really cracking down. Now, see, this is... Um, you know, the Bi Biden's goal to nuzzle up to China while they're doing this. I mean, China's not your buddy. But you can't tell that to the Biden administration. And according to the uh, techies who run all these news organizations, and you can't trust them. You know, Biden has the highest approval rating. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's the same kind of things we've seen before. Just like when the president, I think it was the president of Microsoft, some big mucky muck was standing up talking about the way they do the news. They said because of all the fake news out there and everything, that's how Trump was able to lead a whole nation astray, believing he had won when he had lost. And they won't even report on what's going on now. We know for a fact that the Dominions and the software and other things were hacked. We know that. Can't get anybody to listen, but we know that. And there are Republicans and there are legislatures working to get the truth out. But it doesn't matter because nobody wants to listen. They've been convinced that Joe Biden sitting in, uh, sitting in his basin, basement won the election. <laughs> that's, that's a bunch of baloney. But that meets their little criteria. But see, even Biden <laughs> can believe on Christ and repent. But he has to mean it. And just because you have faith and follow Christ doesn't mean you're perfect. I mean, Pence stood up and the Democrats loved the way he handled the... the particular inquisition into the election and uh, it just so happens at the time that the Republicans were trying to present their evidence that uh, the Capitol was invaded the Capitol had already been invaded while Trump was talking still speaking but see, nobody mentions that fact. Not many. So we're a Christian Judeo nation, but yet we look at the Christian Judeo nation and we see division and hatred, lies and cheating. We see adulteries, fornication, godless things that are going on, vile things that are going on, blood guilt, the killing and aborting of babies. You're not a righteous nation, America. <clears throat> I talked with someone not too long ago, a few months back. And he was voting Biden. He hated Trump. And I said, 
something about America being great. He says, when was America great? You know, and people who say that about America are foolish. And his forefathers, I know where they came from, just like I know my own. And they came to this country for hope. And his relatives were some of the first pioneers in the region. And yet he says, when was America great? It was great enough for his relatives to come to this country. This country was great enough to fight in World War II and win. America was never breached like Europe was and destroyed. We helped to rebuild it. But there was a lot of people that had faith back then. My dad had faith. He had it from a young boy. He had walked down the aisle, actually a young man, walked down the aisle of Amy Simple McPherson meeting and gave his heart to the Lord while his brother and sister sat with his mother, with mom, and didn't move. But dad went down alone and to the day of his death, he could never understand why his brother and sister didn't come down with him. And you could tell the difference. Dad lived till he was almost 90. His sister died of cancer, and his brother committed suicide. He drank himself to death. And Dad's kids never had the issues the other grandkids had. See, the faith is accounted to righteousness, and God has this grace, his favor, that when you walk in his ways, you seek his face. Yeah, you're going to have trouble, but in the end, he will keep you. There is a definite blessing, and I can detail that in my own life. I can detail that in my relatives because it was my godly grandmother. It wasn't my grandfather. My dad's dad. He was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. I believe in God and I was just a little tyke when when I uh, you know I was practically raised in the Methodist church. But God had to get me out of the Methodist church to get away from their doctrine and to learn the truth and to become the disciple that he wanted me. But Grandpa wouldn't tell you about God. He didn't believe. And if you can't believe, it ain't going to help you. For without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So once you believe, and you become born again, and you seek his face, 
You have to believe that he's a rewarder because you are seeking him. That in his presence, blessings will flow. In his presence, healings will happen. In his presence, he won't forget that you're his child because you have repented. He commandeth all men everywhere to repent, and that's women also, by the way. And so, my grandmother was a believer. She died of cancer. But yet, she was a believer, and it's because of that belief that was passed down to my dad and entered into our family. And we did have a tough time, but we made it through. I had a tough time. But if it weren't for that grace, that little speck of favor, we would have never made it at all. See, if you could know in your life how close you came to death or unbelief or disaster, just by a minute stroke of heaven, through the favor of God, you've been delivered. A sliver on the time frame of eternity. Just a little sliver where you accepted the Lord, you believed in God. And then you take off from there. You don't know. You've not only been delivered from your sins, you have gained the favor of the Lord. But like the Lord does say himself, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He chastened his own people. Don't think he's not going to chasten the Christian church or the pastor or the so-called prophets that we have today. I haven't found a true prophet yet. That was a Gentile, that is. I knew a Jewish prophet. <clears throat> he's dead, which was surprising. And he was controversial. I was doing radio shows on Blog Talk many years ago. We began with him. We were doing radio shows before that. But uh, we started when they were in beta with him. And then this guy came along and boy, people just didn't like him. Some of them went to his meetings and... <clears throat> They didn't get along very well there because he's a Jew. He's a Jewish prophet. And one thing a lot of the Christians don't know, you know, you feared God and the prophets. When those Old Testament prophets were around, you didn't mess with them. Ahaz tried it. He sent armies. That didn't work very well. A true Jewish prophet <laughs> called fire down and your troops are nothing but embers. I mean, you don't mess with them. These people today, it's more inspiration and perspiration than prophetic truth. Because we're we come from the background of the Gentiles. We don't 
we're kind of like the Corinthians. We can have a lot of gifts, we just don't fully understand them. But we have a lot of teachers out there that will tell you how to use them. And they're not right either because we have some real dipwits out there. I know because I've been in both the charismatic movements and, and a number of others. And I've seen what these people do. And any time a pastor allows his wife to put a, a dog chain you know, a collar and a leash on him and lead him around in a church meeting like a dog and says that's fine is nuts. Oh, there, there's there been things that are just absolutely crazy. That's why a lot of people will have nothing to do with it. But see, I'm bringing some of these things up because this is all in the guise of the church, folks. <laughs> I've seen church politics up front. I've seen what so-called godly board members will do. <laughs> Is it any wonder God decided to have grace and give you a chance to repent? Yeah, because just because you repent once doesn't mean you never repent again. Because I'm telling you here, you're going to need as a Christian to repent again. To confess your sins. The way we treat each other, the way the churches treat each other, yeah, we're not one. We're not even close to being one. By this shall all men know that you are all divided in different denominations and you care more for your own church's theology and denomination than you care for any other Christians on the face of this earth. Yeah, I know how that works. God has called his people to be one in love with each other. Now that's a God love. Not phileo, like fillet a fish. <laughs> uh, a little funny, because I've been, well, never mind, in the restaurants. I know food very well. I knew no food service extremely well. Now, see, Paul even says, Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man, unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Now see, this, this was the issue at the time. Because there was a lot of the Jews that believed in Yahshua, Jesus. But there was a good amount of false teachers coming out of the Jewish side who told the Gentiles they also had to be circumcised. And apparently they didn't even know their own history. And so Paul asked this right after that, how was it then reckoned? 
See? He's referring to the fact that he said that we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Well, how was it reckoned? How did it work out? Was it when he was in circumcision, when he was circumcised, or was it when he was uncircumcised? And he says, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the point that Paul is making, and the father of circumcision to them, who are not of the circumcision only, but also who walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Now see, there are Messianic believers in Israel. I know of them. And, you know, they will circumcise their children. As Gentiles, you know, when I was born, they circumcised us. It was no big deal. It, that's what the doctors did. It was better. But that circumcision didn't do anything to save me. But the thing of it is, is that if you were a Jew and got circumcised in America and wanted to go to Israel and follow them, you would have to be recircumcised by them in Israel. I mean, we've had reports from them who wanted to be who were um, in the Jewish faith. Now, in the Christian faith, you know, the Messianics over there, this has nothing to do with salvation. They're already saved. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And Paul does write about this, as I said in Galatians. And so it's, un it's important to understand this because many times, I mean, I mean for years, dating way back, you know, The Christians would, oh no, you know. You. When we talk about the circumcision and the faith, and you mean there's uncircumcised Christians? Well, I guess I I couldn't tell you. I don't go around and pull the pants down to try to figure out if they're circumcised or not. You know, we're supposed to be fruit inspectors anyway. But, you know, we do have hypocrites that are fruit inspectors. The biggest thing of it is you need to be clear before the Lord. 
But see, we are required, and Paul quotes Habakkuk because Habakkuk, of all the prophets, I feel for Habakkuk. Because a lot of what he had to endure, we can find happening in America today. He was upset with what was happening in his country. As a prophet, he asked the Lord, why do you cause me to see this? There was lawlessness going on. The people were falling away, had fallen away. He didn't like it, and he wanted God to do something about it. How long are you going to wait? And to paraphrase it, God said, well, Habakkuk, it's like this. I'm going to do something about it, buddy. But I'm going to send a nation who's the toughest, nastiest nation you'll ever know, and they're going to invade your country kill your people, rape your women, destroy everything. Oh, that's great. So Abraham, I mean, uh, Habakkuk said, why would you judge a righteous nation as us by using a more wicked nation? Well, that's how it works. But you look at America. There are many things here. Your justice system is totally turned on its ears. And now with the Democrats, because they've got this weird justice. They don't want any police. They don't want anybody on the border. There's not a nation on earth that will let people just come in and be citizens because they feel like it. That is the stupidest policy on the face of the earth. And that's exactly what Biden and the Democrats want. And I detailed this many, many years ago, why they do this. I ain't going to do it here, but there's a reason. And many Americans, if they succeed, will find out the reason too late. So if there is any time for you to understand circumcision, uncircumcision, justified by faith, it's now. It's now. Because your hope is not going to be in those that are up in 1600 Pennsylvania swampland now. I mean, it's, I mean, when was the last time in America you were ruled by a guy who's using his executive orders like a dictator and saying, screw you people. I don't care that I'm getting you unemployed. I don't care if I'm removing the border. I don't care if uh, 5,000 people a day right now are crossing the border. Uh, we're not even testing them for COVID. They're just coming in. I don't care that we're not uh, doing anything about those who were terrorists, known terrorists coming across. That's why I put up this wire roundabout here and keeping it there to protect me from you people. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a third world pompous dictator who's afraid of his people and now he wants to take the guns away and this is exactly what our forefathers wanted. Now, at what point are you going to wake up and are you going to stay stupid or are you going to get smart, get wise? Most Americans will stay stupid. But see, 
this is not just a problem in America. Where we report on all these persecution of Christians and everything, you can directly take it back to the government, government policies, and those that are leading it. Absolutely. 100%. God is going to judge the nations. And the only way to find truth is to get in the word of God. The only way to be saved is through Christ. There's only one hope. So we preach the gospel. Let people know. We write articles. We use media to do it. Believing that the Holy Spirit will touch their heart. But the thing of it is, you're not going to find hope from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. No matter who's up there. You're not going to find any hope from the House or the Senate. They can't even agree on anything that I know of. Now, wait a minute. Mitch McConnell and Schumer agreed on a power-sharing agreement, you know, like gentlemen. Meanwhile, Schumer plots the downfall of the Republican Party. That's their goal. They want to rule forever. So seeing Biden up there with the executive orders surrounded by a fence, that's their future America for you. So it is true. Blessed is a man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And it, and this can be for the circumcised or the uncircumcised. It could come for any race, any creed, any color. Now, of course, the Vatican does include aliens here from a foreign world. I do not. I'm not going to go into here what they are. But I can tell you right now. If you see a spaceship that comes down here and a guy steps out and says I'm Jesus Christ you better run the other way because that is not the Lord and there's a lot of gullible people that will believe it Verse 12, and the father of circumcision to them who are not the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. See, that is such a big point. Now, see, Christ has redeemed us. We believe on him. But the first one who believed was Abraham. That's why he's the father. He went first. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now see, this is something the Jews haven't quite figured out yet. 
that when we talk, and Paul really does deal with this, and that is Israel is not Israel, is not all of Israel. There's another aspect that they don't know. And I can understand where they're coming from. But yet the thing of it is, is that there is going to be a kingdom and Christ is going to come to Zion and he is going to rule from Jerusalem. But the nations of them that are saved by faith, who believe in Christ, are going to be there. Jew, Gentile. That is, well, we will see the millennial reign of Christ and we will see the greater son of David running the whole show. Yahshua, Jesus. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That is such a good, good word. And you know the thing about Paul, he is so good at this, breaking this down. The man was really, really smart. <laughs> and he was really, really saved, really, really born again. And it's just amazing. I mean, how we can go through all this. There's a lot of stuff in Romans. A lot of things that pertain to today. And so next time we will I will start at the same verse that we were at in verse 13. That's where we left off. And we'll move forward because we've got some other things to cover. And uh, then we'll be in chapter 5. And you know, he does it in such detail. It, it, I mean, you can go through this. And another one that I recommend you read. And that is Hebrews and study it. Hebrews is just a great, great book. I love Hebrews. Because Paul really does deal with a lot of issues, a lot of things. Because there's no doubt, and, and as I brought up, the various points of conflict and irritation in our nation. You know, we need a nation that's healed. We need a people to repent. We need to stop this. But see, you are in a moment of change now. I've got a major article coming out next week. I had an, I, I've been putting out major articles every week now. Very important. They are extended articles. They're very important and pertinent to the time in which we live. If you don't read these articles, you need to. And the best place to find them is warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Check both sites out. Because some of them on the WIBR, that's the Dana Glenn Smith site, is not on Warn Radio. I maintain two separate independent sites. 
and I've done that for years. One time I had a lot more than that, but uh, I, I don't do that anymore. Nevertheless, look up to the Lord. I pray that you understand what we're discussing and that you and your family are where you need to be in Christ. So go by warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com and even all of the shows are embedded in the in the articles there are embedded in their own posts let me put it that way but we have many places where you can find Warren Radio many places and we've just recently added verbal and adding a few playlists with it so I mean it's extensive we've been on iTunes for a lot of years so you can find us all over and social sites were everywhere except for and I've removed us from a number of them because of the way they do business I will not do business with them they're immoral Twitter is immoral Facebook is immoral Instagram is immoral Google is immoral and I could keep going folks these people represent an arm of society that will be deluded and deceived when the dark one gets here that is unless they repent so until next time be safe father we thank you for your word bless your word to their hearts so they understand and in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. We'll see you. Shalom. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.